With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. Welcome back to Series 2 of Tax Able with Tash. During this season, I will take you on a deep dive into 12 different industries. Each industry has its own tax consideration and complexities. Together, we will discuss key points to help you feel empowered about tax for your business. In addition to the weekly episodes, I've interviewed a key player within that industry. Want to know how they've achieved their success? Or see whether their journey is similar to yours? Well, make sure you tune in each week. Hello and welcome to Tax Able. Today we are taking a deep dive into the world of innovation by looking at the tax beneficial ways to invest in startups. Specifically, we will discuss the following investment schemes Seed Enterprise Investment Scheme, or SEIS, and Enterprise Investment Scheme, EIS. Before we dig into the detail, please pause this episode and click subscribe. Every subscriber counts and it makes a big difference to the podcasting platforms. So please, please, please push the button. SEIS and EIS are government initiatives and the aim is to encourage innovation by granting private investors significant tax breaks when investing in early stage high risk companies. The UK market is driven by small and medium sized companies and those companies are hungry to grow and expand. To grow, you need capital and this can either be funded through debt or investment. New companies do not have the credit history to obtain reasonable lending rates from the banks, so the alternative option is to obtain outside investment. SEIS and EIS causes companies to become more attractive to investors as they will personally receive tax reliefs associated to their investment. We'll tackle this in two parts, investors, and then we'll move on to the company. Investors, you have some money and you're thinking of investing in a company, either directly or through a venture capital trust. Well, why would you choose an SEIS or EIS company? Well, in short, you get favorable tax reliefs. But why do investors receive tax relief? Well, it's to recognize that although investing in a startup can provide significantly higher rewards, they are risky. To compensate investors for the risk you're undertaking, tax relief is given. So the two options that are available are SEIS, and that's your Seed Enterprise Investment Scheme. And this is the first stop for investment. It's only available for companies in their infancy, which means the first two years of trading. Funding is capped at £150,000 in total. And the company cannot offer SEIS if it receives even one penny of funding through an EIS or venture capital trust. Next, EIS, and that's your enterprise investment scheme. Now this is for a company once it's maxed out its SEIS investment. Company can raise money in the first seven years of trading. Total of five million pounds investment can be raised every year up to a maximum of 12 million 
but this can be extended if a company is classed as knowledge intensive. Knowledge intensive means a company which is creating intellectual property and its sales will be driven by that intellectual property. So you have your two schemes and you can invest in a portfolio which is mixed with SEIS and EIS or you can look to just invest in specific ones. So both SEIS and EIS provide investors with similar tax reliefs, but the rates are different. Now, investors, there are limits you need to be aware of. So each individual can only invest up to £100,000 of SEIS per tax year and £1 million of EIS per tax year. And as always, remember to check the fine print. So the points you need to be aware of are... All shares must be ordinary, so you cannot have any preferential rights attached. You cannot hold more than 30% of the share capital in a company. And you cannot be connected to the company by way of employment or as a director. You can be appointed as a director afterwards, but most certainly not before. Otherwise, you lose your tax relief. And I've mentioned these tax reliefs a few times, so let's move on to those. The first one is income tax relief. This does what it says on the tin. You can reduce your income tax bill in relation to your investment. The deduction percentages are 50% for SEIS and 30% for EIS. For example, if you invest £50,000 in SEIS, you can reduce your income tax bill by £25,000, i.e. 50% of that £50,000 investment. Please note though that it does not create a loss, it only reduces your liability to nil. It's very important for the other reliefs that at least some income tax relief is claimed on your investments. Another handy thing to know is, you can actually elect to carry back your investment to the previous tax year. Now why would you want to do this? Well, it means that you may be able to get tax relief for the year before. And this is useful if you cannot fully utilise that tax relief in the current tax year, but you can fully utilise it in the year before, generating a larger refund. So you want to have a look at your situation and see which outcome gives you the best result. The second relief is capital gains tax exemption. Now, if you hold your investment for at least three years and the company retains its status for that period, any future sale of those shares will be exempt from capital gains tax. Now the fine print again. You're only eligible for this relief if you've already claimed income tax relief. So don't fall down at the first hurdle. Also, you do not need to sell your shares after the three-year period. That is just the minimum holding period. Thirdly, capital gains tax deferral relief. Now, it's slightly different for EIS and SEIS, so we'll go through those separately. For EIS, you can roll over any capital gain on the disposal of other assets. What this means is, if you have any shares, NFTs, cryptocurrency gains, or second properties that you've sold in that tax year, and remember a gain is where the selling price minus the purchase price and any associated costs means that you've made a profit, then that gain can be rolled over into your investment. The capital gain will crystallize when you then dispose those shares in the future. So all you're doing is deferring the payment of your tax to a later tax year. So it's beneficial for cash flow. 
and the fine print again. The disposal of that asset, so that's your shares, your NFTs, your cryptos, etc., must have happened at least three years before your EIS shares were issued or at least 12 months after. So if you have anything that you think your gain can be rolled into, speak to your tax advisor. Now for SEIS, it's slightly different as it's called reinvestment relief. So when you dispose of an asset, you can reinvest 50% of your SEIS investment. And the fine print again, this must match the same year in which you have claimed income tax relief. Next, we have loss relief. Now, if you make an investment into a company, you don't want to think about it making a loss as that's never been your intention. But if the worst does happen, then you are safeguarded. If your shares are disposed at any time at a loss, and remember that means that your sales price is below the price that you paid for the investment, then that loss can be utilized in your tax return. The ways it can be utilized is that loss can be offset against other earnings in the year. So that means that you'll end up paying less tax overall as a whole, or it can be carried forward to be set against future earnings. And the last relief is called inheritance tax relief. Now you get full relief from inheritance tax if you've held your investment for at least two years. If an investor is able to utilize all of the reliefs we've talked about and you are a higher rate taxpayer, then your return on your investment through tax relief will be 72.5% for SEIS and 61.5% for EIS. So you can see why it's such an attractive option. So everything sounds great. You have your money ready to invest now let's look at who you can invest in. Qualifying businesses. As the reliefs are so generous, there is a strict criteria to qualify. Firstly, you must be established in the UK. Secondly, the company must be unlisted. Thirdly, the company or group must be within a permitted size and that's your gross assets are under 15 million and you have less than 250 employees. Unless you are something called the knowledge intensive companies, which we talked about earlier, which have slightly larger limits. Fourthly, there are control conditions. You must not be controlled by another company, so only the parent of a group will qualify. Fifthly, you must be expecting to continue to trade for the foreseeable future. And lastly, you must be performing a qualifying activity. Remember, if you're part of a group, then the group as a whole is looked at. Only certain activities qualify. So let's have a look at who doesn't qualify. So if you're dealing in land, you're a property developer, you deal in commodities, you're in banking, money lending, insurance, legal or accounting services, or you generate or export electricity, you are out. You do not qualify for SEIS or EIS. Now, don't be disheartened. Your business is only excluded if more than 20% of its activities consist of those above. Now, what's the process for SEIS and EIS? Well, first of all, your company needs to apply for something called advanced assurance. This confirms that your company's activities and its size and all the other conditions we just talked about are met. Now this gives confidence to investors and makes you more marketable. Once approved, your investors can subscribe for qualifying shares. You have to submit form number one to HMRC. 
HMRC then issues form number two to the company, i.e. it acknowledges your status and your investment. And then investor certificates are issued, which is form number three. Now it's important that investors keep copies of their certificates and give them to their tax advisors. When they claim any of the reliefs that we've talked about already, the certificates are used as evidence. And if HMRC ever raised an inquiry, they would look for the advanced assurance and the certificates. Now we know your business qualifies for EIS or SEIS. You have investors who are expecting to receive tax relief. And now on to the most important bit. It is up to you as the company to maintain that status for a three year period after the investment. Otherwise your investors will not receive their tax relief and they will not be very happy. So how do you maintain your status? Well, the raised funds must be used to promote and grow. And this means hiring staff, developing a product or marketing. Money must be spent within specific time periods to stop cash hoarding. So for SEIS, you have three years to spend the investment and EIS, you have two years to spend the investment. You cannot raise more than five million pounds in a 12 month period through EIS, SEIS or other VCT avenues, and that's your venture capital trust. You need to speak to advisors before adding any new revenue streams or companies to your group. You must consider your impact on your status if your control is expected to change, i.e. if you're going to do any share transfers. And you need to regularly monitor your size and safeguard your status. Ideally, you should have a dedicated person in your team who checks your status against the criteria. So we've talked about a lot today and you can see how beneficial SEIS and EIS is. So if you do have a qualifying company, this is definitely something you should look at. And investors, if you are thinking of investing your money into a new startup, then you receive such great tax reliefs. It is a no brainer. So the points to take away from today are SEIS and EIS schemes promote investment in innovative companies. Investors and companies benefit from the scheme. Investors receive those beneficial tax reliefs. Investor certificates must be obtained and filed for future use in your tax returns. Companies should obtain advanced assurance from HMRC to confirm the company or the group meet the relevant criteria. Companies must continue to meet that criteria for three years after their investment. And this will require regular monitoring. Make sure you tune into Wednesday's episode with Anjan Luthra, the founder of Thrills. We discuss the launch of his company, how COVID has impacted a new startup, lesson learned, future focus and advice for those starting out. The audio is available on your usual podcast platform. Otherwise, you can head over to the Tax Able with Tash YouTube channel. Thank you for listening and have a great week. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please click subscribe to listen to new episodes as they're released. Make sure you're following on Instagram, TikTok and the newly launched YouTube channel. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.